Hi, this is Reese Roper, and you're listening to our newest podcast ever. Hey, everybody, this is Andrew and John, and we love this podcast because it's about us. Welcome to Magnified Pod, the second season, our newest podcast ever. And my evil plan to save the world involves a Wookiee, a motorcycle, and a whole lot of whiskey. I'm Andrew. <laughs> I'm John. And this is our podcast, mm-hmm. episode three of our Boom. newest podcast ever. Yeah. Um, getting back into that rhythm. Feeling good. Feeling, uh, feeling excited. Feeling like there's a lot to look forward to here. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of albums to cover, a lot of different bands to cover, and I'm mostly disappointed that I'm not going to be able to be at the MXPX Five Iron at, uh, mm. show in Atlanta this weekend. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough. It would have been, it would have been so nice to kind of like start off the podcast by getting into, you know, um, that five iron community and seeing some familiar faces and kind of hanging out again. But, uh, it's not always in the cards. uh, It could be that much like the season one culmination season two could culminate in a beautiful, similar five iron show. So we'll see where this year takes us. I would be, I'd be super into that. Yeah. What you drinking over there tonight? Oh, that's, that's a good question. But the, but first (laughs) one thing I want to do is, um, all these people who are going to be going to the show. Yeah. Call us. We have a voicemail line. Email us. Tell us your experience. Tell us some stories. Call in with some of your most memorable five iron sets or shows or whatever, you know, uh, we want to hear. That's why we're, that's why we're doing this to be a, mm-hmm. a part of the larger five iron community. Um, so, uh, where can they call us? Oh, the <laughs> nine, <laughs> you can call us at eight, seven, two, seven, six, two, four, seven, six, three. Did that's I say right. that wrong? No, you got it right. I got it right. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you can also email us at magnifiedpod at gmail.com. Yes. Um, so speaking of some voicemails, John, we, mm. we, we got some voicemails from, hey. uh, the, some of our Patreon punks, ah. um, number one. And I believe, uh, number two, I think the Dannys mm. were the first. I can't remember that. I mean, I might be robbing somebody of their second spot. Um, well, if but, you are, uh, if you are intrigued by this Patreon punk, uh, lifestyle <laughs> and all that it may afford you, you can head on over to our Patreon and see what kind of juicy rewards we got. Patreon.com slash magnified pod. Yeah. We're going to have to start releasing some more of those, uh, juicy, juicy <laughs> rewards with this new season. Hey, I mean, we got some some video now. We didn't have that before. Yeah, I'm gonna have to start putting those videos up as part of the. Uh, uh, either... I thought we'd been doing that. <laughs> uh, no, totally. <laughs> oh yeah, um, yeah. Um, we I totally just... emailed them. Just check your email. <laughs> I just wanna, I just wanna say, I'm not totally gonna get into this right now, but I'm just gonna <laughs> say I have some stuff going on right now. 
Sure. Um, so <laughs> some things. You're not have been... devoting your entire life to this pot. It's weird. <laughs> some things have been a little back burner for the moment. Yes. Um, so I will. I will uh, get on that. But um, so we have some feedback from uh, and voicemails from Danny Leary uh, from Sadie Hawkins Pod and Daniel Starrett, aka Danny Stairs. Um, who likes to call in and leave uh, 112 voicemails for every episode. Um, <laughs> yep. Back under so, the stairs where he belongs. Yep, exactly. So let's, let's um, why don't we start off with Danny Stairs with his, the very first voicemail mm. for the very first episode. And um, this has to do with, our, our new intro format. Um, so let's see what he has to say. What's up, guys? You're playing Danny Stairs. Uh, Calling on my first phone call for this episode. Um, glad to hear you guys back. I'm sure I'll be calling back. I'm only like a minute in. Uh, <laughs> interesting to hear about the paternity results came in. I suspected Reese was on your spot. shit up all the time. Uh, glad to hear you guys' beautiful, angelic voices again. Uh, really looking forward to uh, what's coming up this season. Uh, you know, and hope to see you guys soon. All right. Talk to you later. Magpop for life, motherfuckers. How <laughs> uh, I'd miss that sign off. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Danny referring to the intro format where I say, you know, welcome to Magnified Pod, the second season, our newest podcast ever. And... And the first episode I said, and Reese Roper is my real dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to participate in this new intro format, feel free to send some our way and we can shout you out yep. your Instagram, Twitter handle, your uh, whatever projects you're working on. Let's Let's get involved with each other and, you know, Grow the larger community of Five Iron fans. We love it when people reach out to us. Um, so he, uh, Danny Leary or Danny Stairs rather, has another uh, thought about the uh, the quality of our podcast. What's up, guys? Your boy Danny Stairs calling in. Good morning. Just wanted to give a big thank you on behalf of All Mac Pod Nation for the fact that you guys continue to put out this perfectly serviceable pod. <laughs> I think that should be a pull quote on our website or something. A perfectly yes. serviceable podcast. Longtime yeah. contributor. Yes. Daniel Starrett Esquire. <laughs> yep. I, you know, after, you know, listening to the app and, and, you know, all that, I, I did kind of feel a little bit like a dick because perfectly serviceable does sound like, <laughs> but I didn't mean it to come I across. I know, I know. Well, speaking of perfectly serviceable beers, um, I am drinking. Oh yeah, um, it's called Fresh Ink. Ooh, it is. This is something that uh, Johnny Potts would like. Yeah, that label it, is dope. It's so it's from it's from Surly, the Ooh, yeah. Minneapolis um, brewery institution. Yep, um, it is a Imperial Kettle Sour. Ooh yeah, with black currants and blackberries. I like all those things. If that doesn't say John Potter, I don't, <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know what does. 
you know I'm down for some hashtag weird beers. Um, uh, you can uh, send us your weird beers. Just... Yeah, please do. <laughs> um, I'm cracking. We don't, we, don't, we don't have a PO box or anything, but we, oh, we should. should set that up. That's why we haven't gotten all that merch from uh, Tom C and MXPX and stuff. That's right. Damn it. Um, so I'm cracking into I think the last magnified hops we have. Uh, oh, dang it! In our stores. Um. Yeah, it's been a beautiful journey. It is time to get our next batch of fan brewed beer, I think. Yeah. Um, and I want to shout out briefly. I didn't mention this to you before, but I found a beer online mm-hmm. from a home brewer called Ben Helms, and the beer is called The End is Beer. It's a five iron beer. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Um, Hashtag not, get him on the pod. Yeah, for real. I do not believe it's uh, available any longer, but perhaps we can talk him into it again it was like a blueberry mm-hmm. uh blueberry something so uh yeah I'm, I'm into that and then uh our buddies at 350 brewing who we've talked about on the pod before sure yes um did brew a five iron beer when i saw them at reggie's uh a few years ago so i think they should bring that back i mean um, there are so many i mean 350 did didn't they so do, many punk beers they did so many punk beers and it's about time um, it's about time that they brewed some more. Yeah. But here's, here's, a, here's another, um, here's another thing. I used to brew beer back in the day. Yes. I went through a phase where my brother and I, and one of my other friends, we brewed beer pretty regularly. And I don't know, man, maybe, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time I get back in and go down yeah. that journey. You live near your brother again. He's going to be a podcast guest soon. That is true. The, I think it's time. Yeah the um, the famous Brian Nelson Phelan, my brother, who we have talked about <laughs> like every week <laughs> for a long time on this pod. Yeah, um, he is. Um, he's going to be a guest in next week's episode. Yeah, mark your uh, calendars. Yeah, he. So he. He was the one who introduced me to Five Iron. He's the one who um, was one of the first times I went to Cornerstone. I was with him. And he's been going through his boxes of, of memorabilia looking for um, uh, some old Five Iron stuff and pictures. And he has found some, he's found some stuff. Uh, and he's going to come and he's going to share some of his thoughts on some of our episodes so far and talk about his uh experience at cornerstone 99 where they recorded mm. uh the proof that the youth are revolting hey um you can yeah so we will get that first-hand witness account yes he he was telling me some of the stories about it last night so um but yeah we're gonna need to get some of that uh pod fodder don't want to <laughs> so much pod he, fodder he, he can he can join he can join John Potter and John Potter's pod fodder. That's right. Um, it's one of our beloved segments. <laughs> um, yeah. I think, uh, I think you guys need to start brewing again. Yeah. And I think um, we can make that part of the Patreon. Like you can decide what kind of beer we should brew or something. Yeah. Um, I found out. So Ben Helms, that brewer I was talking about, right. go to benhelms.com for more, <laughs> but the beer, the full title was five iron frenzy colon. The end is beer. Hyphen blueberry comb seventy eight ale. 
that's that's why it was blueberry i was yes, like yes where does the blueberry come in i know i wanted to look it up because i was like i feel like there's a reason um so anyway i'd, I'd be curious about that that's from like five years ago at this point or yeah. six even <laughs> but anyway uh props to that guy yep okay so let's get to some other some other voicemails so danny <laughs> danny leary called uh to give us his thoughts on uh we had a conversation in a previous episode about um, all that in the good burger movie. I think <laughs> yes. I mentioned it in one of, in one of my fives. And so he, he called and he had a little bit of a, a false start and I thought it was funny. So I'm just going to play a okay. little bit of that. Hey, this is Danny of Sadie Hawkins pod. Oops. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there was just a little, Someone was just pulling into a driveway and the other person honked at him. Fuck that guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought that was uh That's good. That was pretty great. So here we go. Here's here's the actual voice. Alright, this is Danny calling from Los Angeles from Sadie Hawkins Pod. MXTX means you may have heard of me. I was calling up to uh say about all that and um Good burger. No, I'm not calling about what with Scott. That'll be some other time. I'll call up Terrence about that. I'm sure I will become the new Danny Stairs anytime you guys mess up about Scott. So here's the thing. I'm right there with John. I have never seen Good Burger. It would be a lie to say I was too old for all that because I was probably like 14, 15 or something. So it's like I was right there in that age sure. where I should have liked all that. But the thing was, I had already been watching Comedy Central from way too young an age, probably for some of those shows, right? So I was like an early comedy snob. So I'd already seen like Kids in the Hall. I'd seen every, mm-hmm. you know, different era of Saturday Night Live. I was watching whatever, The Simpsons, even. That's not Comedy Central, but you know what I mean? So like I had a taste for adult sketch comedy and like proper comedy. So when all that comes out, I was like, Oh, this is kind of like for little kids, even though essentially it's probably meant for teenagers. I was like, this is just toothless. So I was a real snob. Rude. I never liked all that. I remember there was an episode of all that where they had Chris Farley on. Yep. And that's the only one I really watched after the fact, after I had already given up on all that. But yeah, good burger. No, I mean, they had less than Jake. That's cool. But no, <laughs> I did not go see that movie in the theater. Never seen it to this day. Um, for, a, for an intro for you guys, I have no idea because we still don't have a proper outro for Sadie Hawkins pod. So maybe a little quid pro quo. I can't mm, pronounce that. Interesting. But if you guys get us an outro, maybe we'll figure out an intro for you. Let's know. I, I mean, I feel like... I don't know. I, 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 I can appreciate uh, if you got into SNL yeah. first. I can I think I'm in the I think I'm in the same boat generally. Yeah. I remember watching Comedy Central from so early that it was called Ha exclamation point. Do you remember that? No, I don't. <laughs> Did you guys hear about this? Uh, do you remember this? <laughs> Before, what's, what's, what, else, what else going on in the news? What else? Do you guys see this? Um, yeah, before it was called Comedy Central, it was just called Ha! And uh, I watched that. I was a ha-head, and then I became a Comedy Central <laughs> head. 
<laughs> I don't know, something <laughs> funny for that. Um, so anyway, yeah, maybe I was on the same trajectory as Danny. Yeah. Um, well, the, the, I don't know. There's, there's something about, I, I, I loved um, also a lot about the absurdity of, yeah. of all that. I mean, of course there was some of that on, plenty of that on um, Comedy Central. And I eventually, you know, was, I was probably all also watching it because I was obviously a huge Chris Farley fan right. at the same time. And he did that sketch with Keenan Thompson on all that, where Keenan d- did a, a segment called Cooking with Randy. Uh-huh. And everything was um, using absurd amounts of chocolate and everything. Sounds vaguely familiar. And Chris Farley came on and, and they all ended up like covered in chocolate, slipping on chocolate. And, and right. it, it was just... It's just, it's just ridiculous, but, um, you know, funny that this should be brought up because, uh, this will relate to one of my fives in a little bit. Ah, teaser. Yes. As uh, far as, uh, as far as the quid pro quo, Danny, yeah. uh, Andrew, I'm relying on you. I, I, I have not been as involved in the Sadie Hawkins pod movement as perhaps I would have liked because they weren't uh, Reliant K were not my main dudes. I was, I was Reliant K adjacent. So maybe you've got some killer outro suggestions, but I'm, I'm coming up short at the moment. <laughs> yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, talk. T- we'll talk this, we'll take this off mic. Um, all right. We have, uh, let's just do another smattering of, uh, of Danny stairs voicemail. See what he has to say. <laughs> What's up guys? Your boy, Danny stairs again, uh, calling, I believe you need to make a correction. Uh, on the first episode about just before five, right around five minutes in, uh, maybe slightly before 4.57, you referred to your first season of Magnified Pod as a labor of love, and that is incorrect. That was a labor of lust. I've seen the look in your guys' <laughs> eyes when my career takes the stage, mm. and that's lust. That's not love. Uh, you know, love waits, but lust can't. I believe <laughs> I was told that once in youth group. Anyhow, Magnified for Life. <laughs> well there's there's nothing uh, factually incorrect about about no. that statement the uh the lust lives on i mean i you've heard us talk a little bit about reese um i'm sure we'll get thirstier as as the pod goes on but handsome dude i, I mean <laughs> here's here's the thing about both mike carrera and reese roper they are hot they boys. are they are hot boys they <laughs> Uh, they are fine wines. Mm-hmm. They oh yeah, are, they are barrel aged uh, <laughs> bourbons. Just, mm, over just time. soaking in that, <laughs> just soaking in that boozy barrels. That that oakiness, the richness, the the texture, the the subtleties, the aroma. Uh, yeah, we are. <laughs> I don't know. We're 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 definitely thirsty. We're lustful. <laughs> uh, Reese is like a real silver fox now. That's working yes. for me. Yeah. Well, Mike also has those like, yeah, you know, yeah. temples are kind of, you know, yeah. he's, he's got it going. He's got it going on. He's got a, he's got that thing. Oh man, we have to explain this. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, the, um, the phantom the fan- cackler rises again the phantom cackler he uh 
It's been a long time mm-hmm. or a while, if it's you will. It's been a while. It's been a while. We, our last Phantom Cackler call, man, it's it has to have easily has to be um, maybe last summer somewhere. Well, last summer, yeah, the Phantom yeah. Cackler. Uh, for those who are new to the pod, <laughs> um, this unknown person that we have. Uh, affectionately referred to for the past year and a half is the phantom cackler um aka mike moen (laughs) (laughs) right yeah that's that's an inside (laughs) reference it'll take a while to unpack (laughs) yeah um yeah but he just calls and he doesn't really say anything he just sort of uh cackles if you will as we were uh, prepping for the recording tonight i was like man i really wish we would get a call from the phantom cackler like it's too bad he hasn't called in yet so this is uh yeah thank, I was, you, thank you for saving that for i was me. holding i was holding out <laughs> i'm so glad he's returned and may we never know your true identity yep i agree um let's get uh, one more danny stairs here morning loves your boy danny stairs uh loved andrew's story about using combat chuck in his um drama class, so I want to share a little story of my own. When I was in undergrad, uh, I was in a telecommunications class, uh, and one of the things we had to do was film a commercial for just a fake product or whatever. So uh, I had these, I had been in high school, uh, I was in A Midsummer Night's Dream, and I played Puck as a skater. So I still had these furry pants that I would from time to time wear, um, primarily because my ex had this huge aversion to hair, so I thought it was hilarious to wear them because she didn't like them. I don't know why it didn't work out with me and her. Um, in any event, I came up with the idea of this commercial that opens up with a tight camera shot on the pants, and, of course, it starts playing, these are not my pants, and then it shoots to a wide angle, and I point to this camera and say, but they could be your pants, and then you know, I, I forget the whole spiel. Uh, but I, the thing I remember most about it was like, I had a specific, like, you know, three and a half seconds of time that it was supposed to play the song and, and be focused on the pants. But the guy who was working me down just kept fucking it up and I kept yelling at him. And eventually I had to kick him off of the sound controls cause he couldn't do it right. As if this was like some big production. It was just some commercial nobody would ever see. I wish I, I wish I had like video of it. Um, Me too. And I may somewhere, but I would have no idea where to even start looking for it. But uh, so I just want to share my little five iron uh, undergrad project. Um, and, you know, if you want to buy those pants, I'll see if I can get the number for you. All right, Matt, time <laughs> for life. Love you guys. It's yeah. uh, it's incredible that you guys found each other. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, me and Danny Stairs. Yeah, there aren't that many people in the world who devised classroom-based uh, dramatic <laughs> projects around Five Iron Songs. So, yeah, I imagine I imagine there's a a small group of us. <laughs> there are literally yeah. dozens of us. <laughs> there, are, yeah, we we are the never nudes of <laughs> yeah. Five Iron Five Iron drama class yeah. projects. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I want to say I knew about the puck thing because. Danny is wont to wear costumes to shows. Yes. Uh, including a battle dancing unicorn with glitter at yeah, five iron shows. I think for, yeah, for those who have been to a five iron show in recent years, you may actually know Danny because, <laughs> yeah. because he is, uh, he wears um, like a 
kind of a blue glitteryish wig with a unicorn horn and uh <laughs> guy liner and lots of <laughs> sparkles and I think he at one show he may have like thrown glitter up in the air and yeah. pissed a bunch of people off. So <laughs> I want to say some element of that costume is left over from him playing puck, or maybe he just told me about playing puck. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, hats Any, off to you, sir. Yes. Hats um, and pants. Um, as long as they don't smell like Bobby's farts. Oh, uh, we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, John, do you um, do you want to do some? Do you want to do the five? Let's do it. All right. This is the five. Drop it. They're eating her. And then they're going to eat me. Oh, my God. This is just this this intro to the five will continue to get more and more absurd. I love just, it. Just because. Um, so, John, we're talking 1998. Mm. What's your number one? What's your first five? All right. I hope everybody's ready for this. My I got my. <laughs> my body's ready. I'm so glad. I got my first job. And the job was uh, working at a movie theater. I've probably talked about this on the pod at some point. Um, But it was my job all throughout high school. I got it when I was 15 and kept it through like right until I moved to Chicago to go to college. Um, And it's funny looking back because like I was like, oh, to go to work today to watch movies all day and eat all the popcorn I can and drink soda and eat candy and basically this just is, like hang this out. This is like the ideal John Potter job. It was perfect. I watched so many movies, including in 1998, right when I started, Titanic was like hot shit. Yeah. And uh, we literally had like lines around the block for like weeks. Um, 13 year old girls. Yeah. Just going nuts at, LDC. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. did, you, did you sleep on the floor down at LDC? <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. Not enough MXPX references. <laughs> I need to get back into that group. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, that that specific time of working there is especially burned into my brain because of Titanic and what a, like, sensation that was. But, yeah, in retrospect, it was, like, the best job ever. And, like, I didn't really have to do anything. And uh, I would just have friends come in all day and we'd watch movies. And, anyway, it was, a, it was a good time. Do you ever think, like, why are you not doing that now? I mean, aside, <laughs> aside from the, the hours, the pay, right. the, the insurance, you yeah. know, all that stuff. There are days when I'm like, what do I really want to do with my life? John, what I want this to is, do. <laughs> this, is, this is the question. Ugh, well, I mean, and so my answer is, I just want to watch movies all day. That's really all I want. Um, yeah. I don't think uh, the salaries for most movie theater jobs are uh, <laughs> able to support uh, the family that I have at this point. But, you know, maybe I can get creative. Yeah, I mean, that, and all I want to do is like put on records all day right. and listen to music and talk yeah. to people about music. I'll do that too. Also good. Which, you know, I, my aim and still sometimes job is 
music and movie critic, but like, I don't want to write about the stuff. I just want to listen to music and watch movies. I'm too lazy to do the next part. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're sort of halfway there with, yeah, I just want to pot about it. That's all yeah, I want. Just fair. give us $60,000 each per year and we're, we're good to go. Yeah. Who, who wants to, who's going to give us the seed money? All right. That's the next level Patreon. Yeah, that's yeah. Full time salaries. <laughs> if, if somebody's independently wealthy, hit us up magnifypod yeah. at gmail dot com, and we'll maybe uh, give you some videos of our pod recordings. That, that that's that's a fair <laughs> exchange. Um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off that because uh, it's appropriate to uh, what you were saying. Um, also, in 1998, 1998, Saving Private Ryan. Oh, yes. Out. I watched it in the theater many a time. Yeah. yeah. And it was my, um, to my memory, my first rated R uh, yeah. movie. In the it's theater. an intense one. <laughs> yeah. And I'm pretty fully confident that I went with my dad because yeah. I was too good of a, of a little boy to sneak into a movie. Um, sure. I, I totally would have felt guilty about it, <laughs> but it, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was intense and definitely one of those experiences where you're just like, am I ready for this? Yeah. But I mean, that opening is like legendarily, uh, super violent and intense. Yeah. So that's a, that's a throwing you into the deep end of the swimming pool as far as our rated movies go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you done with that? Yeah. Anecdote. That was, okay. That was just my was anecdote. Gonna, okay. I was going to say that. Leads. I did. I also did see uh, Titanic in the theater. Of course. That, that year. Um, yeah. You know, so uh, I, I was just like, it was like one of those things where I'm like, people won't shut up about the movie. Right. You had and, to go. And so I just like, I had to go and yep. yeah, it, it didn't, especially it was, um, I saw it once. I mean, I was, I was, I heard about girls at my school who were like, just went again and again and again, again yeah. and again and again and again. Yep. And it was literally that one time in 1998 was the one and only time I have ever seen the movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I guess I've seen it a, a few times over the years, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't as meaningful for me as many of the youths who I was uh, tearing tickets for who were coming to right. see it again and again. Well, um, I mean, I, as a James, I'm more of a uh, uh, Terminator T2, and, baby. And, and True Lies, James uh, Cameron True Lies, fan. yeah. How good, how good is True <laughs> Lies? Problematic in, in many ways. Yes, yeah. How, how good, how funny is oh gosh it's so good it's a classic anyway it's a good movie i think good good director um i was just gonna say that that leads nicely into my next item which we're still on movies here sure (laughs) no more movies after this one but um i i did sneak into many an r-rated movie (laughs) um including uh rushmore which came out that year which was like a big movie for me Mm um and surprised me at all (laughs) no that sounds right um and uh, it was my golden birthday that year. I, my birthday's on March 15th, and I turned 15. And me and uh, my friends went to see The Big Lebowski in the movie theater. Nice. <laughs> and um, that was an all-timer. Uh, so anyway, yeah, there were some that. There were some good movies that came out that year that I didn't end up seeing until some years later. Right. I had this conversation with my brother last night about 
how interesting it is that we grew up in the same house, <laughs> uh, go went to the same church, and it's just that we both had such different, yeah, uh, religious, right, uh, and theological experiences, yeah, in the way that I've like, I had this idea of what was the like the moral thing to do right or like what was the christian thing to do uh it just it just weighed me down a lot more yeah and so i that's sort of like the idea of like sneaking into a movie that like <laughs> it just it it was just it felt like too much yeah sure and and, and i'm probably a sound naive and i was probably a little naive and it's like it's not that big of a deal if you bought a ticket or something and you go into another movie like who mm. who really cares but yeah. or maybe in john's case you weren't you know buying <laughs> any, any tickets but oh no i would buy tickets i'm not a i'm not a demon uh <laughs> i remember distinctly buying a ticket you to steal a car would you john <laughs> i know we've talked about this too because of like every time they say that i mean like if I could download it, I might. Yeah. Uh, now you now you literally can download. Yeah, I guess I could like plastic three D printer. Yeah, <laughs> print out a car. Yeah. Um, no, I uh, I remember distinctly buying a ticket to 101 Dalmatians, the like live action movie, and then going <laughs> they, in to they see. They didn't buy that for. <laughs> They're like wherever you're going in the Mall of America row of theaters where nobody's watching, you can go wherever you want. Um, but I went in to see Scream. This was uh, when I was 13. And oh yeah. man, that was that was a momentous day. What a great movie. Oh man, I, that movie traumatized me as a kid. <laughs> she I was stuck with the Dalmatians. I was, suck a, I was such a, a delicate yeah. flower. I, yeah. I've never really liked horror movies, sure. even though that one was like sort of winky winky sure. and not winky, like... Winky And yeah, I just was like, it was... it. Yeah, I was not. I was not ready for scream. You were. You were a dandelion. I was a dandelion. Uh, I, the Lord saw flowers <laughs> in those weeds. Delicate flowers. I so desperately wanted the Lord to see the flowers in my weeds. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I also uh, last week you talked during 1997 about how you started high school. Yes. In 1998, I started high school, and it was also not a. <laughs> Great the best time? No, I was, um, so I've, I had a series of friends at each sort of school transition, like going from, I moved to the Chicago area in fifth grade and didn't have any friends, made some friends my fifth grade year, and then they moved. So I started middle school without a lot of friends. And mm-hmm. then by eighth grade, some of my friends moved and or went to other schools so I started high school without a lot of friends and um, I tried to join the football team as a show of like, <laughs> you know, I'm going to, you know, don't tell me I can't do this. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and then it was a, an unmitigated disaster. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't make it to a game. I, I quit like after like a few practices, I was just like, okay. I'm like, who, what am I trying to prove here? <laughs> but you made it onto the team. I made it onto the team, but they were like, pretty much like, pretty much had to accept everybody okay <laughs> they, were you playing a particular position no i didn't even make okay. it that far okay okay i was just like i hate this <laughs> what am i doing yeah yeah no i uh 
I think by the time I was in high school, I was, I was done with organized sports, um, at least as a participant. Um, okay. Well, my number three, kind of along those lines, I talked about my journey into beginning high school a little bit last week. I had some gothy leanings. I had sure. long, dark hair. James uh, E. Ha hair still. <laughs> James E. Ha hair. Um, but, by, but by 98, it was a whole new scene, baby. So I cut my hair off, cut it nice. short, and I bleached it. And uh, hey. that, was, that was my look, you know, moving more into the ska pop punk world. So I just, that's, that's yeah. Johnny's hair corner yeah. for this week. I definitely bleached my hair. Um, maybe it was my sophomore year. Of okay. high school. So yeah. probably around the same right trajectory. It, it, yeah. I was like, I needed to re redefine <laughs> yeah, right. myself for my sophomore year. I was like, <laughs> you know, I'm going to come back. Start. I'm going to yeah. come back punk. <laughs> right. Um, it so, all worked out. Speaking of punk. Yes. Let's, let's talk some of the albums. That yeah. Came out in 1998. Uh, some of these albums are still super important to me. Yep. Um, some of these albums still slap, and I still listen to them to this day. Yep. Uh, Hello, Rock View by Less Than Jake. Good one. Great one. Yeah. Good one. <laughs> I album. thought you were just blowing through, but I was like, good, good pick. Uh, Hello, Rock View is amazing. Slowly Going the Way of the Buffalo by MXPX. Of Heard course. Of it. <laughs> yes. It's, yeah, it's... Uh, it's you know it's all right um refuse shape of punk to come yeah oh so amazing still such an amazing record uh god damn it by alkaline trio uh and this one doesn't necessarily hold up uh the first scala album by the insiders (laughs) yeah but (laughs) yeah but like i i i fucked with the scala albums i'm not gonna lie so that was my like Menda Ska, I am a super Christian, and this is the blending of... It was also during a time where I was like trying to find as many punk covers of worship songs as I could. Sure. So... I was playing some of those in my band. Yeah, you were. Um, yeah, maybe it's time for a uh, another spinoff pod for the Patreon or something, because I... Uh, super Tones were never super my jam but maybe we can go through one of those albums or something like that uh yeah brian and i listened we were listening to supertone strike back last night and you know i'll say this about uh the supertones um i i have a lot of the issues i take with the band are going to be how heavy-handed they are with a lot of the lyrics which is right. fine. they're primarily you know they'd lean more worship than they do anything mm-hmm. else. But I got to say the, the melodies and the horns, the horns specifically yeah. in super, the supertones, uh, they did uh, a great job coming up with really memorable horn lines. Yeah. And I think musically the supertones are great. Uh, just the first album recording was not super good. And, but I thought they, I think musically the supertones hold up i just think the lyrics at times are just make me a little bit uh, right yeah yeah it would be interesting to go through we should consider some possibilities for a, a side pod yeah yep um okay my number four i will also do 
uh, my albums. I'll stick with five. But yes, slowly going the way of the Buffalo. We have gone through that one extensively. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, Lauren Hill's Miseducational Lauren Hill. Yep. Yep. Big record. Yep. Uh, Massive Attack, Mezzanine. This was a big, a big album for me. Uh, Beastie Boys, Hello Nasty. Yep. Also a big album. And then uh, Dropkick Murphy's Do or Die. Um, that that might still be my favorite of theirs, but I was I was very big into the Murphys for a while and uh, I, like I didn't that get, a lot. I didn't get into Dropkick Murphys until um, what was the album that came out in like the Warriors Code? The... No, no, oh. it was um, Gangs All Here. Oh yeah, yeah, that was what year was that? That was ninety nine. So that was the first album of theirs that I heard. Okay. That was that yeah. next. That was the next year that I first heard. Um, okay. Yeah. Also a good record. Yeah. The uh, I know they kind of had a new uh, second wave of appreciation with the the Warriors Code record because right. that had the song that was in like The Departed and stuff. Anyway. Yeah. Um, shipping up to Boston. I think That's right. Yeah. Heading up to Boston. Our side podcast is coming up soon. <laughs> Be on the lookout for that. Yep. Um, the Warriors Pod, if you will. Yep. Uh, so, uh, May 14th, 1998, I was one of the 76 plus million people that watched the series finale of Seinfeld. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Were you, were you a a Seinfeld fan? Were you, your sign fan, a sign head? Of course. We've discussed this on the pod. Uh, yeah, I was at a play that night, but I was videotaping the finale at home and uh raced home to watch it and was kind of like baffled um and i've sort of come around to appreciating it but where do, where do you stand uh, i think probably i think probably a little bit in both both corners um i think it was uh it was an interesting way like i think i remember hearing maybe Larry David and others talk about how the expectations were so high that there yeah, was like, of course. there's like almost literally nothing they could have done that would right. have pleased everybody. And I, I thought it was in some ways it was kind of subversive to be yes. like, look how shitty these people are. <laughs> right, yeah. They're not good people. <laughs> these, they're these going are, to prison. These are not good people. They're, they're all selfish and self-interested right. and, and it's like, and these are the people that you've been watching and laughing with for so many seasons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was sort of like a uh, a bizarre way of ending the series. But yeah. yeah, it was unexpected, but um, that's in keeping with Seinfeld. It would have been boring if they had gone with like a more traditional sitcom ending. Like it's one of those that we're still kind of talking about because you're like, huh, that was, that was something. Yeah. Um, Okay, I'm going to end with kind of a bummer, or at least more of a sort of um, serious one for my number five. Okay. But um, I've talked about this a little bit in the past on the show, but, you know, we've talked about our where our walks with the Lord have gone right. up and down throughout the years, various times of spiritual wandering occurring at different phases of our journey. Um, but I... This 98 was when I like fully lost my faith and uh, was definitely like searching and in the phase of 
exploring world religions and like uh, went to a Buddhist temple and checked that out and just kind of like reevaluating the world. Um, this was, you know, I was at a Christian high school and it was having the opposite effect on my faith of like really pushing me away from it. Um, so I was very much exploring for these next couple of years. Um, and then um, by high school kind of found a new way into my faith. And then, um, so anyway, a lot of those kind of like, um, you know, spiritual questions or, or moving away that people start having usually in college or in their twenties, I kind of had earlier and came out, the other end by the high school by the end of the high school experience but anyway that, it's an interesting year to look back on for me because i was like uh i just remember that feeling of really kind of searching which is maybe partly why five iron was still working for me so well because kind of questioning um and being on the journey is definitely part of their their deal yeah man thanks for sharing that's yeah, yeah. that's um i think that's it's super interesting because um, my, a lot of my searching happened so much later. Right. And, and again, this is something we have talked at length about sure. on the pod. And I don't know, maybe, maybe we get back into it at some point because, um, my, my theology is at this point is sort of, it's a very flexible, mm-hmm. um, it's at a very flexible place. Like sure. um, I really connect with um, ideas of non-dualism like Richard Rohr. And uh, I really appreciate the inclusivity of, of his kind of theology and, mm-hmm. and the, the not thinking about God specifically as a deity and a prayer answering machine. And like, right. and there's something that I, uh, I really find uh, compelling about uh, his, his book, the universal Christ. And, you mm-hmm. know, I think we, we might have to get into that. Yeah. Um, as we get into some of these later five iron albums, I think there are some social issue, uh, social issues and other things that, that come up in some of these albums that I think might be worth tackling yeah. and maybe discussing a little bit more at length. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, yeah, that was a five. Well, I got, I got one more. Oh, oh, how could I forget? Let's hear your five. So this is kind of going back full circle to talking, uh, uh, Danny Leary talking about all that. Um, and, and comedy central because December 1st, 1998, uh, was the premiere of comedy central presents. Ah. And this is when I first started getting into actual stand-up comedy and and hearing uh, sets from comedians and like watching these uh, comedians, um, you know, their, their 30 minute sets or whatever. And, Mm -hmm. and so it wasn't necessarily in 1998 that I started following every single one of these comedians, but it was through this series that I eventually discovered people like um, the iconic and forever memorable Mitch Hedberg. Yes. And how he's one of my all time favorites and Patton Oswalt and um, Dane Cook and Jim Gaffigan 
um, and Brian Regan. These are like some people that were some of like the earlier comedians that I was like, these guys are hilarious and I really, I really love them. And uh, so this, that series um, was going into my high school years and in, early into college. It's like yeah. finding more and more standups that, uh, mm-hmm. and Dane Cook, be, and I'm not, not Dane Cook, but uh, Mitch Hedberg is still to me uh, one of the greatest losses in yeah. comedy in, in my lifetime. I just felt like he, he had, he had so much more. He had so yeah. much more that he could have done. For sure. Uh, weird to think about Dane Cook and like how huge he was and how, what a like footnote he's become at this point, right? It, is, weird. it, it is a little, it was a little bit bizarre. I think he um, unnecessarily got a lot of hate. Um, yeah. I think, I think, I think there was a lot of people who were, um, because he like sort of became like a rock star comedian. Right. Yeah. And, and his style of comedy was, he wasn't subtle. That's not no. his thing. Like he was super over the top and, and absurd. And like, I found him funny. <laughs> so, yeah. you know. we may be returning to that whole idea of, uh, purity gatekeepers in the scene Ugh. and uh, <laughs> you know he started doing like these huge arena tours and yeah madison know. square garden i think yeah that's pretty wild yeah man good number five sorry yeah. i cut you off early no no that's all right um <laughs> that was officially <laughs> the five uh all right should we take a break and then come back and talk it. about quantity is job one? Mm, let's do it. All right. Yeah. We're back. Smooth. We're smooth. Those, <laughs> that jazzy <laughs> AF mm-hmm. intro. Mm-hmm. All right, John, we're back. We're talking quantity is job one. LOL. <laughs> okay. Can you explain to me what is that an expression? What does that mean? <laughs> well, qual- it's supposed to be quality is job one. Okay. So that's like a thing. Yes. Okay. The joke is that it's, it's, you got to put out as much as you can. And sure. Okay. That makes sense because there's also a propaganda compilation from around the same time called right. where quantity is job number one. And I was always like, that's too much of a coincidence to not be some sort of variation on something. So anyway, thank you for clearing that, uh, that 20 year mystery up for me. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, um, I'm curious. I don't know where uh, the quality is job one came from like who where the where that kind of but yeah that's uh that's the joke ah <laughs> ah network ah. uh so oh, it came from the ford motor company it was its tagline for many years oh, there you go super super memorable yep yep <laughs> That we no longer can remember and associate it with a brand. 
Yep. I just think of punk uh, EPs. Yep. <laughs> I am a I am a propaganda big propaganda fan. I was yes. actually thinking about them recently in the sense that uh, I'm thinking, who are we going to get albums from this year? Mm. Um, are we going to get a Five Iron album this year? Mm. They've been teasing it. I would really like it. That would make <laughs> us happy. And it would help our track record of starting yeah. a podcast and then yeah. getting an album from the band that we started doing That's a podcast right. about. We are marketing geniuses. Yep. Uh, so I'm saying Propagandi, they, they put out an album in 2017, kind of waiting. It's about time. That's right. Get those, uh, get those punk jams going. Anywho. <laughs> That's our tagline. <laughs> here at <Get>. pod pagandi <laughs> nice uh, uh or we could you know where 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 quantity is pod one i don't know yep. also good also good that's yeah that's better <laughs> <laughs> okay do you want to do you have any do you want to talk about this record Cause... yeah sure um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, why not? Let's let's, let's do it. Let's talk about this record over here. <laughs> I'm gonna stay away from doing that because <laughs> is this an is this an EP, is this an EP over here? Mm, it is. Uh, this is an EP. You know, it may be an EP, but they certainly pack uh, an LP's worth of content to wrestle over here. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stuff in this one. Um, yeah, and what's interesting is you look on the back, and it has eight tracks they Mm -hmm. list they list the eight and it's only when you open it up that on the inside insert they list the pants pants rock opera rock opera as track nine ah i mean yeah there's a lot of there are a lot of songs and there's a lot of um just like heavy themes there's a lot to unpack here they didn't kind of do a throwaway ep no um yeah so this came out november 3rd 98 which this is quite a track record okay so upbeats and beat downs came out november 96 our newest album ever came out november 97 quantity's job one came out november 98 that's uh that's a lot of records back to back to back well it's almost like quantity is job one exactly that's how i've always thought about it because i knew what it meant um <laughs> and uh yeah this again came out on five minute walk produced by masaki Lu. last two records uh but this was the fir- this was the first one that was distributed by emi uh as opposed to uh the last couple records were produced or uh, distributed by warner brothers and i don't know anything about that other than Anytime I think about EMI, I think about the Sex Pistols song. <laughs> That's like EMI. I don't know <laughs> about their experience being on EMI. That's all I got for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, not uh, <laughs> not super familiar with that jam. Uh, it's a good one. Go check it out. Um, this was uh, so this hit number fourteen on Billboard's Heat Seekers chart. So that's pretty good. Ooh, heat seekers. Uh, yeah, that's right. Blowing uh, up that chart. I, I don't know what that even means. What, think, how is that different than like there any other other? How do they quantify a, what what a heat seeker is? I believe it's like up and coming acts uh, on the rise. Well, they this I thought I thought uh, our newest album ever hit the 
did top 100 or 200 or something 200 yeah so i i don't uh, i don't know what this constitutes you know, a heat we, seeker we, and when you can, can be heat can seeker. we talk can we talk about how <laughs> billboard released like their top songs like mm-hmm. top rock songs and other songs of the decade mm-hmm. recently and how it was hot garbage <laughs> that's so weird i expect so much cultural integrity from billboard oh, typically gosh it was it was a disaster all of it was they were like how are you defined how do they define rock music and, huh. and it, it was it was all a joke um well what's not a joke is that it reached number 12 on the christian chart <laughs> <laughs> pretty good nice transition uh, thanks <laughs> nailed it um yeah i don't know i I had a tough time with the top three for this one. Um, Agreed. I would say every song besides a cover, which we'll get into is a top three contender for me. Um, I like them all. And I had a really hard time deciding the order. So I'll be very curious to see how we line up on this one. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. I, I'm, I'm willing to go out on a limb and say at the top of the show uh-huh. at the top of this this segment at least that we are going to have the same top three maybe not necessarily in the same order mm. but i'm pretty confident okay well i really yeah. wavered on a couple of them so we'll see all right <laughs> do you want to should we jump into it let's do it all right um the first song my evil plan to save the world <laughs> my number three okay so it's just barely my number four god damn it john (laughs) this was the one that i wavered on the most you ruined it right out (laughs) right at the beginning and i had a feeling i was so (laughs) confident that this would be at least your number three i had a feeling that this was the one that was going to be like Cause you were like, I think we're gonna be in the top three. I'm like, well, you would expect this one to be in mine. I don't know. I, I think when I like thought about the record without really diving into it, I assumed this one would be in my top three. I like it a lot. Ultimately, I kind of like, I don't know the, I'm really curious to hear what you think about sort of the themes in it because I kind of wrestle with it and what it's saying. And I think at this stage of my life, um, it kind of slipped out that top three, but I mean, so yeah, I should say I love it musically. That opening horn part is great. Um, 
I think, I mean, you know, there's lots to unpack here. Like, so Reese in an interview said that the song is about, quote, all of us that have ever thought that our own small minds could come up with a plan greater and more perfect than God's. Um, and I, you know, again, I appreciate that he's sort of including himself in that. There's the sort of like self-deprecating, pointing the finger at yourself aspect, which I appreciate. Um, but, you know, when it's getting into lines like, starving children in pain you can't believe in that god i don't know what you think but for me it's like on the one hand it sort of lends itself to an argument of well there's starving children in the world but god planned it that way and what you think you know better than god like that kind of thing um but you know on the other hand i think it does honestly wrestle with um or at least pay lip service to something that not many like christian bands acknowledge with the idea of suffering in the world being the reason that people cite for not believing in God often. Right. And I, I do think this is the same side of a different, uh, a different side of the same coin rather for like with where zero meets 15. Yeah, sure. Sort of wrestling with the same kind yeah, of being overwhelmed, overwhelmed with the, uh, the, the prospect of like, what do we do with some of the world's biggest questions? What do you do uh, with, you know, poverty and, and children who are like suffering for no reason? And, and it, in this, this little section, um, it almost sounds rather kind of dismissive of, right. of like people who are like, you know, it's, it's, it's the problem of evil. That's, right. that's, that's what this is to me, uh, the theodicy, if you will, uh, you know, how, mm-hmm. how do we reconcile uh, the problem of evil? And I don't think, at least in my view, and uh, I don't think I've ever heard a, a philosophical argument that has satisfied that question for me. Right. Um, and, and so to be like, to be like, oh, well, you know, just because it's not going your way, not just because things aren't easy, that doesn't mean that God doesn't, sure. you know, isn't in control or doesn't have a plan or something, which is like, it's super, it's, if that's what he's saying, it's uh, pretty dismissive and reductive. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that, I can get behind it if the argument is saying, you know, the fact that there's suffering in the world doesn't have to be a reason to not believe in God or believe that there still could be a good God who loves humanity. Um, I mean, I think, I think if anything, I think it is the most convincing argument to hmm. not believe in, in a God. Right. And I think he's, what he's saying specifically is you can't believe in that God. Right, right, right. Which uh, I think is is semantics to get around. <laughs> yeah. I think I, cause I hear people say, well, I don't believe in that kind of God either. Right. And it's like, well, you it's then, then resolve this, you know, age old question for me. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's kind of like the question of <laughs> faith. Um, so it's a lot to unpack in a, in a three and a half minute ska song, but right. I love that they, I love that trying to wrestle it. with it. I love yeah. that he takes a stab at it, you know, totally. and I think, I think I'll give it to Reese. Uh, 
to publicly, very publicly put your theology out there to be out there forever. And he has in, and this is going to be a case uh, when we look at the, all the hype record, some of the stuff that he's talked about there, he really tried to like do what he thought was best and write. He wrote from where he was at. Right. And, and so to have a, have your, a snapshot of your theology forever on record. Uh, It's tough. And, but I, I, I admire the hell out of him for doing. Yeah, for sure. And as we said, it's a banger. It's your number three. Like it's a great song. The bass rules on this song. It's really good. Lyrics, uh, lyrics aside. Yeah. I think it's just, ultimately it's like, I couldn't just, and even as a kid, I remember sort of not bumping on it, but sort of wrestling with like, so what are they really saying here? And I think this time around, it was just like, I couldn't just rock out completely freely. Cause I was like, well, what are we really saying here? I don't know. I mean, I think if the ultimate conclusion is sort of regardless, it's up to us to address the suffering in the world, you know, like right. I think that's something we can all get behind. Um, and if that is where it's going, then I'm, I'm good with it. But anyway, I don't know. I just, it's very, it's complex. I would be curious to hear what other people think. Um, I do really love the song, but there's, there's a lot going on in it. <laughs> yep. Uh, send us your thoughts. Yeah. And from the problem of evil to <laughs> all that is good. second song i mean i think this this ep has some of the sickest bass lines i'm just <laughs> yeah, i sure. just i just so all the bass lines on this perhaps the key yep yeah it's great i uh you know this is another very uh deep one it's uh lyrics by leonor yeah leonor lyrics um supposedly she was uh kind of reflecting on uh, the Scott Against Racism tour and kind of uh, her actions during that, sort of like looking back on sharing her faith with all these other secular bands on the tour um, and kind of wondering 
how she, you know, how her behavior represented uh, Christians, you know, like uh, it's supposedly based on the, the first Thessalonians verse, like test all things, hold on to the good. Um, and it's right. very much about sort of, you know, having a faith that's big enough to allow for questions, um, which I really appreciate. So. Um, yeah, 100% props to Leonore for totally. uh, being, I mean, this is one of the things I love so much about, about five iron is that amidst all the, the silliness and the goofiness and, yeah. and the winky tongue in cheek songs, uh, you really get a sense that they give a shit about their faith and about people and, and they really do their best to come at it from a place, from a place of humility where they're, they're not saying like, Hey, this is what you need to do. It's like, this is kind of where I'm at and where, where are you at? And is, is God big enough to hear my questions and have, do I need to have all the answers right now? Right. Yeah. I love that line about uh, there's room for questions that the answers aren't all known. Um, yeah. I just really, it, it makes so much sense that these guys were like uh, our favorites uh, because it's like not many bands have half an EP that wrestles with like theology and the problem of evil Right. And acting out your beliefs and then half about <laughs> these not being your pants. <laughs> like it's just kind of a perfect mix. It's, uh, it's, it's, I just don't know. There's nothing not to love yeah. about, about this EP. Totally. Um, I love, you know, you know, young Andrew loved earnestness. Yes. And I still love earnestness. So yeah, totally. You know, send us all your earnest feelings about <laughs> definitely about you know you know what's not i'm a, super... I'm a number i'm a number four on an any on the enneagram so right. just, i am emo af mm-hmm. leaning into those those feels baby <laughs> um you know what's not super earnest is the video did you watch the video <laughs> yes <laughs> it's it's very fun <laughs> yeah it's it's a they're like breaking into some sort of random facility that yeah. Mi- that Micah is like the security guard for. <laughs> it's unclear. <laughs> it's unclear, but Reese is wearing those, you know, giant around shades. You know, yeah. Giant, like lots of gesticulations, to uh-huh. behind, you know, lots of, uh, soul patches and bleached hair. And <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's so super nineties. It's it like, is. Uh, they even do the like matrix style camera move at one point yeah. <laughs> where they all like jump in the air and freeze and then it moves over. It's just uh yeah. Highly recommend revisiting it's, that one if you haven't. Yep. It's hilarious. Uh, on to um, a banger. Yep. In a field yellow flowers underneath the sun Bluest eyes that spark with lightning Boy, wish you was undone He is young, so full of hope Reveling in tiny dreams Filling up his arms with flowers Bright forgiving any queen Running to her beaming bright wall 
my number two. My number one. I would not have necessarily expected it to be in my number one, but I knew it would be in my number th- or in my in my top three. But the more that I sat with it, I was just like, I I love this song yeah. <laughs> so genuinely. It's um, it's it's a song that um, I still. It's weird. I still get emotional listening to this song. Agreed. Um, because it, it so deeply resonated with who I was. Yeah. Uh, when I was a person of faith and how I so desperately wanted, you know, as people, as I've talked about countless times on this, on this pod, just my, my obsession with, with sin and wanting to be a better Christian and having my self hatred that like, I'm so bad, please God, you have to see that I'm trying and in all of these weeds that you still think I'm, I'm valuable. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I think it's similar to what we were talking about with every new day on the last up, um, in terms of just like, you know, like other of their songs that are very close to just straight worship songs. Um, it still really moves me because I think again, like you were just saying, the earnestness just really works for me. Um, you know, I, it, this is probably the best known song from this record, right? That's safe to say. I'd say so. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, that message of God seeing flowers and the messiness of people as weeds, I think still resonates, even if for me, I'm not as hung up, um, on the whole, notion of like am i good enough for god to really love me but still the trying our best and failing and knowing that there's unconditional love um i think is still a theme that really um is moving to me um and i really love the horn arrangements the horns just Uh, are great on the song oh just so many horn stabs i'm into it so into it yep this this uh and i think as we we talked about um Scott's last yeah album and I really I really feel like um moving into the post Scott yep. era um you really notice the melodies yeah the uh the arrangements uh it's just you just it, it you, it's felt yeah for sure uh um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to dive into that yeah era (laughs) all right let's move on one girl army oh shit oh shit Girl, I mean. 
Gun Girl Army. This is my number one. Okay, it's my number two. Yeah. So, if we wouldn't, if I wouldn't have had the chance to go through this track by track again, I would have agreed with the three songs you chose and probably the order. Like if I would have just guessed, I probably would have gone with the exact same you did. I made a swap um, for my evil plan to save the world with something that we'll go to. (laughs) There's not that many choices left. (laughs) I mean, I have an idea. Yeah. (laughs) But um, yeah, this, yeah. Like I said, I really wrestled with the order of the choices. This one is such a a favorite of, uh, of theirs for me. So, and it's another one with lots to unpack. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, on the surface i mean i it's it's a an anthem for for young girls yeah um and resisting uh what society says yep. women should be yep or it could be about mary <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. you know or both <laughs> or both you know that it could be you know, saying, you know, women, young girls, you don't need to be this. You can have your, um, you can be different, you know, have your own, have your own choices. Um, and that giving the power to, to women to have some sort of self-actualization, but also Mary giving birth to Jesus who, uh, (laughs) you know, Messiah, Savior, Right. Yeah. I, you know, if I would have, again, thought about it without really going back and listening to it deeply again, I probably would have said it's another one that kind of continues that theme of theirs of the marginalized finding comfort in a countercultural God. Um, You know, she is strong, but never silent. Sure of what her strength comes from. That's similar to some of the other songs we've been talking about being meaningful for us as kids um, looking for an identity. But I do say like now going into it, getting into the lyrics and stuff, I'm like, I don't know if it's quite that um, feminist anthem that I thought it was. (laughs) Um, I mean, maybe it it is, but I mean, I I think, I think, and again, like I said, on the surface, you can probably, I I don't know. I, I don't know how much of like, if there's like a, um, uh, if I'm reading into like any potential slut shaming, like that mm. might be in there, like, you know, the sisters, mothers, daughters, spouses on the magazines, if that's like, you know, you don't want to be, you don't want to be like them. Right. Or, right, right. or it's saying, this is how society perceives and portrays women. And you can be, I don't see it. Like, I don't know exactly what angle. Right. Yeah. I think, I think I used to think about it more just sort of like women up against the injustices of society generally, but looking at it again, you know, I'm with them if what they're saying is, you know, women have made progress over centuries. Um, God we've has, reduced, we've reduced them to what they are yeah. on a magazine cover. Right. And I guess it's kind of tough for me to put all of that blame only on magazine covers that and, sexualize women. Right. <laughs> like, or paint an unrealistic of women, an unrealistic image of women, which it seems like what the main focus is. And not that that's not important, but there are larger issues like systemically facing women. I think. Um, right. So I guess I, but yeah, again, I mean, this is in a, 
in a totally you know, a Christian a, a ska three, song. Three minute ska song. Yes. Like uh it's it's it almost I feel like my evil plan to save the world is is a is a good sort of all encompassing theme for yeah. so many of these songs where it's like the the arrogance to think I can right alone can come up with a solution or an answer or whatever but like you know damned if they're not trying to be part of the conversation and and and, and say something for sure yeah and i you know I, I think that idea of and i'm not sure what i would have maybe would have said differently at the like if i would have had a different position you know if i had held my theological views that I did at that same time. Right. Yeah. I think for me as a kid, it was easy to sort of think about institutional sexism in that way where it's like, yeah, society's unfair gender expectations. You don't have to buy into the beauty norm, which like, again, not that that's not true, but it's just so much more (laughs) complex than that. And so I don't know. I, yeah, I, I like you know, this idea that they're clearly tapping into that like God has chosen women throughout scripture to play some of the most vital roles in God's story. Today we're faced with injustice against women and kind of, you know, I like the idea of like, I like the idea of the one girl army. If what that means is that one woman can have the strength to time to, to, you know, tie the ties of, of, uh, of sexism. Um, but or stem the tide of sexism, but, yeah, I don't, it's just yeah. There's just so much. I <laughs> I think it's interesting getting into it more because I think a lot of these I sort of remembered as these um, political anthems, and as I'm getting into it, they're sort of more uh, conservative in their theology than I remembered, maybe. Um, which is interesting compared to like MXPX, where that was really only the very early stuff that we were kind of wrestling with that with. And I would think right. I was kind of realizing like, Oh, this is probably going to be a theme throughout more than I maybe remembered. But um, yeah, we should talk musically. I mean, it's just, I love it. It's a straight, it's a straight banger. <laughs> it's a banger that, that intro. Yeah. I mean, those aggressive horn parts just get me so hype immediately yeah. with that hard rocking melody. And I, yeah, it's uh, this is one that as soon as you hear, Opening notes. Go nuts. And not just those stabby horns, but the the background vocals and the harmonies. It's all yeah, totally. It is a classic. You know who else has great harmonies? <laughs> Yellow baby.
You know, I had all your albums. <laughs> Yellow, I had all your albums. I, uh, I don't think I realized this was a cover until like nope. fairly recently. Oh, really? Um, you didn't know that? I mean, I didn't know it at the time, but I, I mean, I, I figured it out. Not, I mean, cause I, you know, ELO, like Mr. Blue Sky, don't bring me down. Right. Um, uh, uh, sweet, uh, sweet talk moment, of course, turn to stone, evil woman. These are all like, I mean, they, they were pumping out hit after hit in the 70s. It's true. And I guess I really only knew those first couple well. Not a big ALO head. Uh, but I remember, like, maybe, I don't know, five, ten years ago, hearing this song in the supermarket and being like, wait, why are they playing Five Iron <laughs> here? And it was this song. And I was like, oh, that makes so much sense <laughs> that this is a cover. Um, and I, I have to say, I, I'm sorry to uh, my our, our all of our listeners because I was fully ready to come in with those vocal harmonies searching. Um, but I realized after listening to the last couple of eps that uh, there's a delay in our new setup. And yeah. so all it's, my beautiful... Is, <laughs> I know. It is a bummer that we can't sing along in time because there's a little bit of a delay I yeah. think on both of our ends. I don't know if it's it's yours. Both. Yours seems pretty synced up, so I'm really relying on you to come through with okay. uh, the dealy D's and the harmonies and things <laughs> like that. Because right. you know, in my heart, I'm I'm trying to do it, but um, Dude, I'm refraining well, for now. <laughs> all I'm all I'm saying, and I'm not saying, I'm just saying <laughs> that when Magpod is reunited, that's right. You know, <laughs> those harmonies are gonna be sick, bro. They'll be sick. Be tight <laughs> as fuck, bro. <laughs> Um, uh, and so, and and when we're and when we finally get back together, my number one with a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> this this is legit. It's I think it's a when I think of like the Five Iron Joke songs, you know. When I go mm. out is a pretty. <laughs> it's it's number one for me. I think it's got to <laughs> be. It's, it's great. Yeah, and we should say uh, Leonor is the main singer of that one these days. That's oh, Ooh. <laughs> hey now, I like it. The water's just fine in here. <laughs> Love those little picky guitars. It's so great. Something staring in the air A victory Time bomb ticking to explode Three, two, one, and go Something passive, something not Billy clubs, I'll call the SWAT Rabbit dogs without a leash Is this how you keep the peace? You want riots Wear your riot gear You want violence Then shoot some tear gas in the air Written on your badge to serve and protect It seemed you only served yourself Protecting your neck Controlling with fear Menacing and threatening You want my respect You better start respecting me Go and get your riot gear Swing your girly all around We'll be dancing on the cinders As the town is burning 
And my number three. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it. Uh, I wouldn't have necessarily expected that this would be swapped with My Evil Plan, but re-listening to it, I I really love the song a lot. Um, it's I. There's the music is so yeah. I love it. I love how different it is. Yeah, it's very um, swing inspired. It's more in that yeah. vein. Yeah. Um, and those uh, those kind of muted horns and the the guitar tone. Uh, took me back to those jazz band days. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love it. I, and uh, it's an interesting choice to kind of make this swing song about um, defying the police. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's about riot police showing up after the Broncos won the Super Bowl in Denver. Right. Um, but I think it's more broadly about an overly aggressive approach to policing in general. <laughs> like, um, you know, the you want riots where you're riot girl, you want violence, then shoot some tear gas in the air. Like, again, it's just kind of remarkable that a Christian band had essentially like anti-cop lyrics. <laughs> well, I mean, they say in, in the lyric booklet, they say, just in case you were thinking right, the right, song right. was intended to be cop bashing. It's not. Um, I think this was sort of like a covering their ass kind of situation. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But like, you know, um, this is, very clearly um, somebody speaking out on behalf of the way police are, you know, they say, um, you know, legislation never made you judge and jury martial law. Now beat the kids down with no worries. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're, they're calling them out. Say you don't get to, you don't get to act the way you want just because, you're in uniform. Right. And I do think this is a, um, what a, I'm curious what a 2020 five iron song about police might look like. For sure. Yeah. I, uh, I remember even as a kid kind of being like, wow, there's a lot, this is, this is complex. (laughs) Like, um, for an EP, this is a very densely, yeah, right, densely uh, lyrically yes. interesting. Maybe even more so than our newest album ever. I have more notes for this one, yeah. <laughs> for sure. And I, you know, I definitely prefer our newest album ever. But like, there's just so much to to chew on here, and yeah, um, yeah. that's a that that song is a big part of that. Sick-ass bass riffs, bro. That's right.
in this song it's so good i love it this song is so fun (laughs) this was this was like pre social media fake news and oh man so prescient it's on the internet so then it must be true yeah i mean again our ongoing theme of like in 2020 this stuff sure seems relevant (laughs) i'm saying um but apparently you know reese just made a joke at a concert Right, because Brad couldn't be there, and they said, "Oh, he's dead." And then <laughs> kids are like, "Oh no!" <laughs> Five Iron Frenzy would never lie to us, right? I just love the idea that some kids like <laughs> that the band wouldn't be like uh, more heartbroken about it. Just like, "Ah, oh, Brad's dead." Anyway, pick it up, pick it up. Next song, and just like, "Oh man, I can't believe Brad's dead." Anyway, Dandelions, <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah. Brad's dead. Hey, this song's this song's about my favorite seventy sitcom. Let's go. Right, yeah. Oh man, it's so good. I love also that the little um intro at the end of the last track is uh I believe it's re-sing Brad is dead, let's kill Brad backwards. Yeah. Uh, it's just yeah. yeah. The untimely Bre- death of Brad is a uh, an all-timer and like certainly among the silly songs, but like it's such a fun, catchy song. Yeah. <laughs> so good. It's, I, I like it. In terms of the songs about their band members, the Where's, <laughs> Where's Micah and right, yeah. A Time of Death with Brad, I do yeah. like this song uh, more. I, th- yeah. I just think it's This slaps. ranks above. Yep, yep, agreed. It's, it's just, it's so fast and the bass is... So good. All right, so uh, One Girl Army, Dandelions, My Evil Plan to Save the World. Yep, and, and Dandelions, One Girl Army, Get Your Riot Gear followed very closely by my evil plan. <laughs> yeah. I think if I were, if I had to choose, I also would write gear would probably be my, but then, you know, on death of Brad, you know, it's, it's hard. Those two, it's a contender. Yeah. It's a contender. It's, it's, there's so it's many. A contender. <laughs> <laughs> it's a contender. Over here. <laughs> um, okay. So John, those are the, the eight uh, EP songs. Yeah. Let's get into the real songs. Let's get into, these are not my pants. So, okay, this is, I guess they improvised these yeah. with these random uh, song styles that I don't know uh, where they acquired these. They, they, but they, they seem like probably one of those royalty free, like yeah. <laughs> Casio keyboards. <laughs> style you know something that you would like just press like yes the demo the demo on your (laughs) on your casio yeah it's so great each each member was assigned a style and then they improvised uh in the booth which is pretty awesome (laughs) all right so let's go with uh let's start with um leonore with Mm -hmm. 
the <laughs> we're going to listen to pretty much the whole uh, the, all all of them because uh-huh. like the whole thing because you can't miss a second of right. any of these songs. <laughs> to leader <laughs> it's so it's so great so we are doing we are doing a top three pants uh-huh. um it's also love, not not make the cut it did not make the cut for me no, um, me neither. even though i love it i love it so dearly <laughs> yes uh and it makes it just uh <laughs> onto the the meatloaf uh-huh. uh, version which is dennis yep <laughs> well, I'll never forget when I saw you standing there wearing pants. You're all alone. And I thought to myself, man, I wish I had those pants. But the problem was, those weren't my pants. I don't know whose pants they are. That is meatloaf. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's my it's my number two. <laughs> it's your number two. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh it 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 I would say it's probably in my it's in my top five. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I just uh, as we've discussed the, on the, the, open, the opening line. I'll never forget when I saw you <laughs> standing there wearing pants. Is, See, is yeah. objectively <laughs> comedic genius. Yes. It's just I'll I, I never mean, forget. <laughs> When I saw you standing there wearing pants, <laughs> I'm immediately on board <laughs> with that. And then, um, yeah, as we've discussed, I I'm a huge meatloaf apologist, particularly. Are you? This, uh, well, we've talked about this. No, we like, have not. This we is, haven't. We, we are learning. I'm learning about your James Eha hair this season. <laughs> I'm learning about your 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 meatloaf apologist. I'm because, almost positive we got into no. like bad out of hell nope i would do anything for love nope we've we talked at length we've talked at, at length about your uh love of uh def leopard def leopard i thought in that episode i mentioned that at the time i mean like i would do anything for love was like my number one all-time jam oh, um i'm gonna have to go back and listen to that i mean i, was, I could be i was also kind of drunk during that episode <laughs> correct um I I think that's true, but I, maybe it's all just kind of mushed up in my head. That glorious era of early '90s, completely over the top, 
uh, pop rock. Um, just like meat- super ballads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Meatloaf is a, a mess of a, a person. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that uh, the, those first couple Bad Out of Hells, boy, they really do it for me. And um, <laughs> once he gets to, oh, those weren't my pants. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, I'm in, number two. <laughs> Reese Roper. my pants I don't know whose they are they smell a lot like Bobby's cause he likes to fart <laughs> these are not my pants how did they get here well I'm filling up with fear cause these are not This was so close yeah, to it's, being it's, in my close. top three. Uh, it, uh, yeah, the um, I wonder what order they did these in. <laughs> I don't know. And like when they decided that they would all be about pants, like did somebody just <laughs> first say, because I could see this being first and Reese just kind of talking about them not being his pants and then they just went on a journey. Um, but yeah, the fact that he introduces the idea of Bobby here, then that becomes yeah. an ongoing <laughs> theme it's really something yeah all right now we're on to keith (laughs) (laughs) these are not my pets whose pets are these anyway these are not my pets whose pets are these anyway? Are these Bobby's or Timmy's or Billy's pets? No, no! These are not my pants! Are you listening to what I say? I mean, this is my number one. <laughs> okay, I figured it might be. It really, it really comes together in the ending for me. <laughs> I love, I love the affected, like echoey reverby vocals. Uh-huh, totally, <laughs> it's definitely. Uh, I have to assume a, a callback to uh, Eximator, which was the industrial thrash metal Christian band that <laughs> Keith and Reese and Mike and Scott were in before, and Andy before uh, yeah. I ran for him. I love. I love, uh, <laughs> I just love the pain screaming. <laughs> he does that for a while. Are Timmy's or Billy's pants? <laughs> are these blabbies? <laughs> yeah, it's so great. Are you listening uh, to what I say? <laughs> so oh, good. man, so, so amazing. Uh, now, Andy. Oh, shit. Pants. I got my pants on.
two my number three <laughs> shout out to andy <laughs> wasn't sure he had that in him uh it's oh, pretty man. once he gets to ooh, <laughs> then i'm fully on board <laughs> i wear no pants i wear no pants um and on to brad's reggae Come on, people now. <laughs> this is the time to unite over the revolution of the pants. <laughs> right now is the time. Now who holds the pants? And whose are these pants? Will we ever found the home for the pants? Come on now, unite. Under the revolution of the pants. Yes. It's most <laughs> underwhelming to me. What? No, it's my number one. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> what? This is where the real controversy comes in. No, this is the objectively, I feel like, is. Oh, the man. most underwhelming. I disagree of... so heavily. Okay, explain <laughs> to me. This, I mean, <laughs> it's time to unite under the revolution of the pants. <laughs> That's wonderful. And uh, the fact that he makes it like this political anthem and that he's like, now who holds the pants? <laughs> I mean, I just, <laughs> once he gets into, I, I like that he's taking it to a a level of making the pants um, a real sociological question. Um, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not getting there with me, but I, no, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I just, it just did. It feel, it felt a little like, it felt a little like it was like part of an idea. Um, I don't know. Oh man. I hear you, but I, I'm down for uniting under right. the revolution of the pants. All right. All right. <laughs> These are not my pants. These are not my pants. These are not my pants. Bobby. That feels the most underwhelming to me. It's it is uh, it's silly, and I think what sells it for me is. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean that, and <laughs> these are not my pants. Just like the delivery is is just yeah. silly. This stretch is kind of a uh, questionable 
white men doing <laughs> decidedly non-white uh, sort of musical accent stretch, well, but you know. Well, not not so much for Micah. <laughs> check one, check. Ugh. Yo, Bobby and Billy, you out the? What's up? Yo, me and Bobby, we was walking down the. Yo, we didn't have nothing to. We had our pants on, but yo, these ain't my pants. Uh, I'll get them off now. Um, tight. Oh, they so tight. I be in my. Ouch. Ooey, ooey, eat. Uh, Billy, Timmy. Um, hello there. Yeah. Cause we in the street. Uh, talking about the bobbies and the billies out there. And they tight pants on. You got to loosen them things. Loosen them up. You know what I'm saying? Word up. What's up? Yeah. What's up? Hey, what's up? This is Bobby Billy. Oh, yeah. What's happening? That one feels the most egregious to me. <laughs> it's my number three. Okay. <laughs> it's just like, by the time he's like, Hoo! I'm like, what? Is this a reference to a hip hop thing? No, I think, <laughs> I think the, the part with like, I just thought that like all of the beeps when I was, when I was a kid, I was like, I was like, this is inspired. This is genius. <laughs> it's pretty good. I, uh, you know, Micah, shout out to that dude for, I didn't uh, necessarily expect he was He's ready got bars. to just yeah get those bars out there. <laughs> so that's the pants. These that's are not the my pants. pants. The rock opera. Um, I don't know that we we uh, you know confirm definitively that it's Bobby's pants. Um, or Billy. I was kind of or Billy, but I always kind of took it that way in the cha cha one when Scott is like. Bobby's pants? Bobby! <laughs> These are Bobby's pants. I was kind of like, oh, we've discovered whose they are. But um, that might have been a narrative I Well, I also, Reese says they smell a lot like Bobby's. That's true. Because he likes to fart. I guess we knew that from the beginning. They are Bobby's pants. All right, well, Bobby hit us up. Um, let's get to the secret track. Let's do it. There's a couple of them. Yep. Maybe we don't. <laughs> maybe we don't need to hear every "When I Go Out" version. Are you ready? Are we recording? All right. Hi, kids! Five-hour frenzy. When I go out. Yeah. Solid one. <laughs> now, let's so, do it several more times. So, I would just want to like. I, I'm assuming all of the unnecessary yelling in the background is Andy. I, I sort of assume that as well. Yeah, that's definitely Andy. <laughs> it brings me so much joy. I like the going back and forth between oh, mashed again. potatoes. And make when I go out of play, let's play like you hit my cars. I make mashed potatoes like you hit my cars. Yeah! 
This is the kingdom of the dinosaurs. Okay. Rip off your face of the dinosaurs is also inspired. (laughs) Rip Rip off your face. I also like where he later apologizes to the parents. Least oh, man. At least he's aware. That's right. And that's uh, that's quantity's job. What? <laughs> that is quantity. What a journey. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So where where do we land in your in your pants order? What did you say to me? Let's <laughs> talk about your pants order, bro. <laughs> <laughs> talk about talk about my pants order, bro. Yeah, yeah. Where where do we land in your pants order? Um, heavy metal, R and B, and rap. Okay, at least we agree on R&B. I was uh, <laughs> reggae, controversially, meatloaf, and R&B. So. Yep. Let us know your top three pants tracks. <laughs> Let us know, are they Bobby's pants? Yeah, could be Billy's. Are they Timmy's? What's going on? <laughs> I ain't wearing no pants. <laughs> oh, man. We should do some kind of variation on a, a pants song at some point during this endeavor. Uh, all right. That's well, it. Should we close it out? <laughs> yeah, let's let's close this out. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Weigh in in our community. Be part of the Magpod Nation. Uh, we would love us. We, we would love us. We do love us. <laughs> I would. I would um, love us. I, yeah. <laughs> I love this podcast because it's about us. Exactly. We would love it if you would uh, rate and review us if you're digging this, and uh, go ahead and smash that subscribe button. That definitely all helps us out. Um, get us Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, all the places. You know what? I just heard that Spotify is now the uh, number one um, podcast uh, destination for people. Oh, oh shit. Well, hit uh, us up is, on that Spotify. It's interesting. Yeah, get us over there. Um, and then also, yeah, let us know your thoughts at magnifiedpod at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. Again, we would welcome your uh, MP3s, your videos, your song lyrics, your pictures of 90s ska, five iron, a Jace, glory. Uh, your terrible 90s ska band. Yes, or, please. Or your great 90s ska band. Yeah, please get in there. And you can give us a call at 872-762-4763, 877-MAG-POD. We, uh, as we mentioned previously, do have a Patreon. We'll get some of those Patreon punk perks going again um but check it out over at patreon.com slash magnified pod if you're so inclined and we do still have some tasty season one design merch at magnifiedpod.storeenvy.com well next uh next time as teased getting that uh that bnp that brian nelson feeling up in here yep and uh unfortunately time is winding down but only for this up but we want you to be found enjoying the next step when we'll cover proof that the youth are revolting. Perfect. Well, these are not my pants.
We don't need any more pants. <laughs> no, no more pants.